Welcome to Network Marketing Success Secrets. I'm your host, Gloria McDonald. On this podcast, I'm going to share with you all of my best tools, tips, ideas, and techniques to help you get more leads, have a steady stream of highly qualified prospects coming in every single day, close more sales, and recruit more team members so that you can spend more time doing the things you love and less time doing the things you don't. I'm curious, let me ask you, how much could you really achieve and accomplish if you had a clear, simple, and proven roadmap to success and a mentor who knows how to guide you each step of the way? In this moment, you're standing on the threshold of an amazing life, and it's time for you to walk across that threshold to finally achieve your dreams with clarity and confidence, no matter how big your dreams may be. I know you can achieve these dreams because you are amazing, genius, and divine. Now let's get to the episode. Welcome today. I am very excited to be talking about a topic that I know very well. So I broke up with the corporate world years and years and years ago and have been fortunate that I've built multiple, multiple, multiple seven-figure businesses. And today I'm thrilled to have with me my wonderful guest, Katrina Roddy, who has also had a breakup with the corporate world. So Katrina, tell us a little bit about what happened in your life and your corporate career. Sure. So I spent 30 years, probably 30 plus years, I just used 30, 30 years in corporate insurance. And that means right out of high school. So out of high school, I got a college, uh, I went to college and the college that I'd gone to was a strict business school. So literally one of my classes was a company that they set me up to work for. So that's how I got those 30 years. So I started right away. Um, So, you know, I went through everything. So in your 20s, in your 30s, in your 40s, there's different life changes that happen. And then at one point I was working in corporate insurance the entire time. And I can tell you that, you know, we were the area that I worked in was a little prestige. There was some prestige there because we worked in what we called national or major accounts. And these accounts were, you know, some of my clients were Saks Fifth Avenue, um, State Farm. Allstate. These were my clients. These were not me getting insurance from them. They, these people go get insurance as well. So Discover Card, all of these clients that I have, right? And I say it's prestigious because there's strict relationships here. There's um, You don't prospect, meaning you don't go look for another account for maybe three to five years, that type of thing. Right. And we brought in the most money. So of course, naturally, me and my counterparts were like, you know, they don't really do much to us. We, we kind of bring in the money into the company. We working on these large accounts. <laughs> and then one day out the blue, they decided that they were going to get rid of the sales executive team, which were five of us. Um, and it was just because I started so young, I was mm-hmm. always the youngest in my group of people that I worked with. And so most of them in my group were like, yay, we get to retire. And I was like, no, I don't get to retire. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get to retire. So at that point, Mm -hmm. what I knew for sure is that I did not want to work in corporate anymore because I had gone through all of the changes. I mean, plus it's 30 years at that point. It's a massive transition to be in the same industry for 30 years and to have started, you know, smack out of high school. Yeah. And then, you know 
wow, what do you do now? You're, yeah. you know, it's a whole new world. I remember when I started my first business and there were all kinds of things that, you know, I had been in the corporate world as well. I was a vice president of a major corporation yeah. and I had people, you know, yeah. I, I didn't, I mean, it was a long, long, long time ago. Right. So it was back yeah. when we were still writing telephone messages on those little pink slips. Pink slips. <laughs> It was before voicemail. Wow. <laughs> the things were carbon copied. <laughs> yeah. Well, not quite that bad, but it was still. Oh, I was that like, bad. <laughs> but, but like I had somebody that took things down to the mail room to get FedEx. I had somebody who did faxes for me because we were still doing faxes back then, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm at home with my own business. Like, uh, there are no people. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember the first time I had to send a package somewhere. It's like. Oh, I have to go to a FedEx office. Gee, you know, (laughs) you're absolutely right. I mean, those are, those are little things, but what, what did you find was the biggest transition challenge? Um, The emotional part of it, the mental Mm -hmm. state. Mm -hmm. I remember when I, so when you first get out and like yourself, you're just there. You, when you do your job at your company, you may be sitting next to someone who does their job, someone else who does their job. Everyone has a different job. But when you stop and start working for yourself, you got all the toys now <laughs> and you yes. got to figure out what to do with them. So what was most devastating is that you come out and to no, to no fault of my own, because they let go of our team, the company was restructuring. You start to feel anger. Like, why me? Why would they do that to me? And then there's anxiety, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then you go through maybe some sleep disturbances. You go through all of this emotional stuff. And the reason that my company is called The Corporate Breakup is because it is a breakup. And when you go through breakups, especially like a relationship, like a personal relationship breakup, you Mm -hmm. go through these stages, you go through five stages of grieving. You do the same thing when you break up from corporate because it's a separation, but no one addresses it that way. Yes. And like in my case, it was my own decision. I yeah. got this brilliant idea that I was going to start a matchmaking business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and all my friends thought I'd lost every marble in my head. So, <laughs> you know, I've had 42 years of experience in network marketing. And yeah. I also decided that I was going to, because I'd been through a divorce and was single. Yeah. So, um, and even though I was the one that made the decision, it's still like going through it's a divorce still the or a breakup. Yep. I still had these different stages. And then I remember, um, and this is going to be different. It's going to be unique and different situation for everybody, but I was single. There was no, you know, husband, partner, or anybody with an income that was keeping us stable. It was me. And all of a sudden I had no income. And in my infinite wisdom, I started this company when I had a whopping $30,000 in the bank which was not a lot of money at all. You know, you you can burn through $30,000 pretty darn quickly, Uh especially because I had a six plus figure salary. Yes. You know, but because of a whole different series of things, I ended up, you know, without a lot of savings, but anyway, or, and I did have some retirement savings, but they were locked up. I was young. I was 42 and I couldn't touch them. So anyway, so there's all the emotional stuff. Yeah. So what, um, how did you decide or, yeah, how did you decide that it was time for you to go all in, in your business rather than 
because it gets scary, right? Depending, oh, gosh, it does. Depending yeah. upon your situation, you can have cash flow issues. Like I had cash flow issues. It's yeah. like, okay, I got to make money and I got to make money now, you know? Right. Um, so, so I decided to go all in because I knew that I did not want to go back to corporate, but I didn't really know how to make that transition. So I right. thought, I thought, which is, it's good for some people, but in my mind, I thought the first step would probably become an independent contractor for another company. Right. And that way you'll start to get the sense of, you know, do you want to be on your own or, you know, how, but that didn't end up working for me because I had this creative side that I was trying to get out and working as an independent contractor, I'm bound under their contract, not my contract that I gave them, but their contract that they gave me. So right. I wasn't able to be as creative as I want. I felt icky. They'll, you know, at one point they're telling you it's like running your own business, but then on the other end, they're like, you need to be here at seven. I'm like, I don't know if I ran my own business, I'm not there at seven. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It took, you know, it took me a while to kind of figure that out. And then after that, I was like, I can't do this. But what I learned, what I learned is I learned how to network with individuals on a one-on-one basis. Because remember, I worked for these big, I, I broke business for these big corporations. I didn't have to do a lot of the things that I had to do working as an independent contractor, such right. as networking. I would go to networking events, um, meet with people individually, not a corporate, not CEO and, and right. CFO. So I had to learn those things. And I did. I learned a lot of those things there. But the most important thing is when I started going to network, people would ask me, okay, you came from corporate. Can you show me how to budget you know, my company or whatever? I'm like, sure. Can you show me how to network and who we should talk? Like they started asking all these questions because they could see that it came with ease for me. And right. that's when it clicked. You have something more than what some of the other entrepreneurs who may not have spent time in corporate have. Right. And at that point is when the book started to formulate in my head, like I need to put all of this in one place. And that's when I decided to write the book, Steal Your Skills from Corporate. Right. So, uh, and I had a very similar experience in that I had lots of skills because my background in corporate, I was the vice president of marketing. So I had lots yep. of marketing skills. And obviously I know, knew how to do budgets and everything because we had a multi, multi, multi-million dollar budget for... And so interestingly, when I started my matchmaking business, and then when I went back to network marketing, because I find it's true for network marketers as well, you can very easily blow your brains out in terms of spending a bunch of money when you're yep. starting your own business, thinking you got to get everything set up. Maybe yep. you spend lots of money on advertising. I saw so many people, network marketers included, spending a ton of money on advertising. Yes that yes. they didn't have to spend. Yes. And I knew enough because of my corporate background to realize I was not going to spend all that money. Yeah. Um, but so I can tell you, social media doesn't help them. They see all of this pretty stuff and they, I call it pretty stuff. Yeah. I can see all of this stuff on social media. They see what other people are doing. They start getting envious and they want to do it. And they, they start spending money. People are reaching out to them on different levels. So I get it, but I am like you, I'm a, I worked in corporate. I knew how this worked. So I wasn't spending any money. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not spending that kind of money doing that. But what I learned, um, you know, through the course of just starting off was, you have to understand and know exactly what your message is before you start your marketing campaign. 
Oh, because you can have yeah. the most beautiful brochures. They're shiny. They're pretty. Everybody's looking at them. They're not buying. They're looking at them. You're like, I got a million likes. You got all of this stuff. But if your message is not resonating with people, they'll, it just doesn't. You're, you've just lost a lot of money in marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, you talk about moves. M-O-V-E-S. What are MOVES? Yes. MOVES is an acronym that I use to help people get through that emotional swing of leaving corporate. So typically what I do is when they are leaving um, and they, you know, want to work with me, I have to get them unstuck first Mm -hmm. because they're so used to the things that we just talked about. They're used to having someone do things for them. They have this anxiety. They have all of these things. So the M in MOVES is basically a mindset reset. And that's when they reset their mind. And you can do that through the the best way that I've done it and helped other people is through meditation. It's through exercise. It's through different, you know, changing your food diet, maybe changing, you know, just changing your atmosphere. I want those individuals when they're in that stage to focus on them. Like what makes you feel good? Because that's, what's going to help you. The old part of moves is, you have to own another title. Sorry, you don't have anyone who's going to tell you that your SVP, your VP, your CEO, your, your clerk, your, they're not giving you a title. You have to own a new title. And why not be the CEO of your life? Take control of that. That's yeah. the highest title you can have. And then the V part is value those relationships that you've built along the way. And I say that by saying that you need to create a, a a circle of mentors or mentorship. And I help you build that personal board of directors that you need. These are people who are probably in your life already, but you haven't identified them as helping you in that way, but they are, they have helped you in a way. And now they become your mentors or just look out to find other mentors that will help you stay accountable for some of the things that you're doing. They will help you when you have those down periods where you feel like you can't keep going they will help you look at yourself and say, oh, that's not really who I am. Like, I need to be who I am. I need to be authentic in this. So that's the V part. The E is, we've touched on this since we started talking, is evaluate your money situation mm. because it will change. That yes. is a guarantee. It will change. I, evaluating it means get to the root of your relationship with money. So, for example, I... My relationship with money comes from, I came from humble beginnings, very humble beginnings. Um, My parents came from humble beginnings. Guess what? Their parents came from humble beginnings. So there's a relationship that you had with money that's been passed down. You figure out how that works for you or not work for you. And then you build your business based on how you're going to, some people are great spenders. Some people are great savers. Figure out what you do and why you do those things and then try to adjust them to fit your new career. Well, and the other thing that I find with money, Katrina, is that if someone has been on a salary, um, they're not used to the ups and downs. Absolutely. You know, I do not know an entrepreneur that has like nice, even I make $10,000 a month every single month like that. You know, it just it doesn't work that way. Right. Right. Cash flow ups and downs. And there are. Some months will you have tons of money rolling in and, yeah. and then you might have two, three, four months where it's pretty darn dry. And you, you have, have to be to- okay with the inconsistency that it's going to cost. And, and you have to learn how to manage it. 
right? Yes. I was going to say that you have, and you have to humble yourself because there may be side jobs you have to take just to make sure you're running and you can keep something positive going. I was listening to, I believe his name is Damian John, the one, the shark, the guy that's on Shark Tank. Right. And he mentioned that. And I'm like, I've been saying that. He's like, when you have, as an entrepreneur and starting up, you need to take side jobs to help you build your capital, help you build your business. So you won't feel like you're constantly dishing out money and nothing's coming in. Right. And you and I have also chatted briefly before we started talking about the the need to diversify your income. Diversify. Yes. Yes. Have all your eggs in one basket. Yep. Absolutely. Um, And so the last part is the most important part of moves. It's, it's the S and that is share your story. Please, mm-hmm. you have to be at a part, a point where you can be vulnerable. I, when you're in corporate, and this is what I learned as well, you don't share your story as much in fear of you may be judged and you may not get that next promotion. You may not get whatever your situation is may cause you not to maybe progress in the company, or it's just too much information. You just don't share like that. However, when you become an entrepreneur, people want to know, they don't, they know that you didn't get to the top very quickly. They want to know if I'm sitting in your seat, how do I get from here to there? And they don't learn that until they hear a story or two. So your platform and you allowing me to share my story, I'm forever thankful for. Well, and thank you for sharing your story. And what about, so we, you, we keep talking about corporate, but it, yep. but we don't really necessarily mean that you, we're not talking about only people that have had a, a high level corporate no. career. We're talking about any kind of job where any. you've got a salary and you've got a boss and you've got hours that you have to show up. That's what we're yeah. talking about that transition. And if so you think like, about it, and if you yeah. think about it too, if you've ever worked in like Wendy's, McDonald's, fast food restaurants, you worked for corporate. There was a corporate person, you know, right. so any job that you've had that has a W-2 is probably working for corporate or working for someone. And then yeah. also I want to mention to you, since you brought this up, there could be some individuals who may not have ever gone in corporate. Maybe they, you know, stay, they were stay at home moms the whole time. There are skills there that you can also use. And that's what I help a lot of people when coaching them is what what talents do you have? What skills do you have that you can use? And here's a good example. I was a swim mom. My son was a swimmer. I knew they Mm -hmm. would pull me to help, you know, manage certain things because I was a manager. I could help manage. But there could be if you ever had to be pulled away from maybe coordinating the the stay if there's an overnight stay somewhere concession stands whatever that talent is that they're pulling those are skills that you now can use to build your own business or use in your builds in your yeah. business and you know uh, i there are probably a lot of people whether you've had a job or you've been a stay-at-home mom you're thinking well i don't have any skills but think about a stay-at-home yeah. mom i mean i'm not a stay-at-home mom but i know the skills that I have in terms of planning grocery shopping and meals for the week and yes. planning the timing of all that. That's right? exactly what I mean. Yep. My husband doesn't do that. He doesn't even think about it. He yeah. sits down and <laughs> I'm a little old school that way. You yeah. know, I serve him dinner. Um, yeah. But so we all have skills. Yes. Now I want to go back, Katrina. Sure. The thing about sharing your story, because I've had conversations with literally thousands of network marketers who say, yeah, but I haven't been successful yet, Gloria. 
So I don't have a story to share like you do. And I totally disagree with them. 100%. What would you, what would 100% you say? Disagree. We all have a story. If you don't have that success story, then tell why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's really simple. Just say, like, as long as we can talk, you've that person who said that has probably shared their story a million times and not even recognized that that's their story. Like right. when you start to ask them, you know, if they're network marketing, why do you do what you do? They have a story, right? Mm-hmm. That's yep. their story. That's it. Because it's the same thing. I do it for my kids. I do it because I want to be a business owner. I, I do it be, whatever their story, that's your story. And that's particular to you. There's someone in the world that's listening and saying, that's my story too. And maybe I can be, I can go into doing what they're doing. Yeah. And you know, the vulnerability I think is huge. I just was thinking about yeah. Michael Phelps, the Olympic swimmer. I think yes. he's won more gold medals in swimming than any other swimmer yeah. ever. <laughs> Um, and you know, of course I knew who he was. I knew that he was, you know, this massive icon, but since he became really vulnerable about his mental health, yeah. now I feel like I know him more, you know, we didn't hear, well, I didn't hear him. I don't follow him. Right. But yeah. we, if I just said, oh my gosh, Katrina, you know, I have built two multiple seven figure businesses and I'm a guru at building multiple seven yeah. figure businesses. You'd be like, yeah, so what? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's gonna turn people <laughs> off. But you know, it's kind of why reality TV is so big. It's it's why car racing is so big. It's a little bit, you know, weird, but we love to see human beings crash. We just do, right? Yeah. <laughs> but but it's being vulnerable, as you said. So if all I did was talk about my success and I didn't talk about the struggles that I've had, exactly. that I lost everything. And I came razor close to having to declare bankruptcy when I was 56 years old. That's what people care about. Yes. Not, not because we're looking for everybody to have a car crash or their lives yes. fall apart. But when Michael Phelps became really vulnerable about his mental health, yeah, then we could relate to him as a human being rather than an icon up on this. That's exactly know, right. Podium. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, but I sure haven't won any gold medals in anything in, in the Olympics, right? I don't, they haven't given me an award for anything. Yeah. So, but it shows survivorship, right? It shows yes, that you yes. survived, he survived, which says to a person on the outside looking in, I could, that's probably what I'm going through. I need to, yeah. you know, I, I can survive that. And I say that because I, when I was, when I left corporate, I was, torn apart. I was like, how dare they leave? What what are you talking about? I mean, there was a point of tears. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? I'm a single mom to a son who was about to go to college. Oh, great. Trying to figure out life, trying to figure out I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And I became that same um, worker that I worked with, with, that they hired me for, because, you know, I, I was a very, I would say, powerful, progressive worker, I can get things mm-hmm. done, I can get, the, you know, whatever was in my wheelhouse. And so I'm still that person. And so right. I had to take a step back and say, I'm still that person. I can do these things. And I can do I believe in myself more than they believe in me, because I know me more than they do. So you have to take that's that mindset. And it didn't happen overnight. It took me sitting quiet, listening to, you know, what am I going to do next? How do I use what I have to move forward? 
And that's all you have to say is how do I use what I have to move forward? Great. So Katrina, if our listeners want to get a copy of your book, how do they find that? So my book is from corporate. Yeah. Yeah. So my book is is listed on Amazon, but you can get anything you want um, from my website, which is thecorporatebreakup.com. Love it. Thecorporatebreakup.com. And your book is Steal Your Skills from Corporate. Yes. Thank you so much, Katrina, for sharing your information today. I really appreciate it. It was great. Oh, my God. It was great. Have great talking to you. Take care. Thank you. Want more from your business, from your life? Do you work and work, take action after action and yet, nothing changes? If you answered yes, this all-new Abundance Consciousness Creation Program is for you. In this program, you'll learn exactly how to manifest what you want in your life. It works, but only 100% of the time. Because it's based on laws. Laws just like the law of gravity. And when you understand the laws and how to work with them, life becomes truly magical. Join the Abundance Conscious Creation Program. Learn more at www.gloriamcdonald.com slash abundance.